let the church say amen. amen. From the gospel, as recorded by St. Luke, <clears throat> chapter 23. St. Luke chapter 23, begin our reading, verse 39. The words that you'll find there are these. One of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying if thou be Christ save thyself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying dost thou not fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou cometh into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen. <clears throat> this morning, just for a few minutes, I, I, I want on this resurrection morning, I want to talk about the tragedy of a missed opportunity. The tragedy <clears throat> of a missed opportunity. Now, I know that this is Resurrection Day and this is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. I understand that and we are going to celebrate that today. But I, we, we've not had a chance to come together and so I, I want to start at Calvary. We'll end up at the empty tomb. Now, those of you who are around Salem and who been around me for these years, you know that Easter Sunday is not an odd Sunday to me because every Sunday we talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. So today is no different. Today we just come to celebrate with the whole world. The tragedy of a missed opportunity. <clears throat> The cross, my brothers and sisters, is, or at least it should be, the center of every Christian's focus. While the cross stands as an emblem of suffering and an emblem of shame, it also stands as a symbol of triumph and redemption for all who will accept and believe the message of the cross. 
the cross, my brothers and sisters, stands as the greatest demonstration of God's holiness and God's love. The message of the cross is a message that every believer should carry in their hearts with them all the time. And the reason why you need to carry the message of the cross is it will aid us in coping with issues that confront us in this life on a daily basis. Somehow, my brothers and sisters, if you can get the message of Calvary, if you can get the message of the cross somehow embedded in your heart, it will help you love folk who are unlovable. If you can get that message embedded in your heart, somehow you'll learn how to forgive folk who have wronged you. If you get the message of Calvary in your heart, it will help you remain stable when conditions around you are unstable like they are now. If you can just keep the message in your heart, it will help you make sense and put in perspective the chaos of the moment that we're living in right now. All you need to do is put the cross in perspective. The cross will give us a different view of tragedy and a different view of suffering. Oh, my brothers and sisters, the message of the cross ought to show in everything that we do, that message that we hear and we say that we believe, it ought to show up on the, in the way you do your job every day. It ought to show up in the way you deal with other people. It ought to show up and keep us from holding grudges trying to get even with other folk. If you have the message of the cross right, if you understand the message of the cross, it will show up in the way you work with and how you relate to other people. All of that is in the way you relate. And if you get the message of Calvary, all of that because of Calvary. When you come to realize, my brothers and sisters, the power of what, Jesus went through on Calvary. When you really know what happened on Calvary, you begin to understand why Sunday after Sunday, my petition is Jesus keep me near that cross. You begin to understand why it is that I, I love you. You better understand why, why we continue to sing, lead me to Calvary. Because everything good about us, everything about where we are right now started Yet, the word of God teaches us today that just being present or in the vicinity of the cross does not ensure our salvation. Are y'all hearing me? Come to the word of God. Come to the word of God. Let me show it to you. Let me show you a man who chooses eternal doom. A man who actually went to hell from the shadow of the cross. One who had the opportunity, who had the privilege to speak to Jesus in his dying hour. Yet, 
He squandered that opportunity, and because he squandered the opportunity, he was eternally lost. Come, come, come with me to Calvary. Come with me to Calvary. We see me, three men dying on a cross. One is dying in sin. One is dying to sin. And the other is dying for sin. Two are completely guilty. One is completely innocent. Two are paying that debt to society. One is paying society's debt. And as we look, as we see these two men, all they are there with the same sentence. They're both sentenced to death. Yet, although they are both sentenced to death, one mocks Jesus and the other petitions Jesus for life. Look at the first thief. Look at the first thief hanging on the cross. Even as his life is ending, he still can't break free from the crowd. Verse 37 says, the crowd is yelling, if you are the king, save yourself. And 39, here is this thief dying on the cross next to Jesus who's joining in with the crowd. Jesus, if you are the Christ, save yourself and then save us. Look at him. Look at this thief hanging on the cross with Jesus, hanging out with Jesus, no pun intended. Hanging out with Jesus. Yet, he's still being influenced by the crowd. Hanging there with Jesus, but he still cannot forsake the crowd. And my brothers and my sisters, I have learned that, that it's hard for folk who are influenced by the crowd to submit to the influence of Jesus Christ. Somehow, 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 the crowd don't ever get it right. It was the crowd that told blind Bartimaeus to shut up. It was a crowd that stood between the woman with an issue of blood and the touch that she needed from Jesus. It was a crowd. It, it was a crowd that, 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 that when given the chance to spare the life of Jesus, it was the crowd that yelled, crucify him, crucify him. Somehow, the crowd don't ever quite get it right. And this thief, even facing death, could not break away from the crowd. But look at the other thief, look at the other thief made a great observation there on the cross. He made a great observation. Matter of fact, made an observation that, that, that it's a great theological truth that he spoke from the cross. Verse 40 and 41, he says, man, we are of the same condemnation and we are just getting what we deserve. He's talking to the other thief. You and I are of the same condemnation. We are just getting what we deserve. My brothers and sisters, 
that seems to be one of the hardest lessons for folk to learn. And that lesson is that all of us are of the same condemnation. That all of us, my brothers and sisters, I don't care how good you think you are, all of us are equally guilty before God. Are y'all hearing me? I know it's hard. I, I know it's hard. We just don't want to believe that we are just as bad as some other folk. We just don't want to believe that. We, it's just hard for us to truly grab the fact that in God's eyes, all of us are equally guilty. There's no difference between the mayor and the meter maid. There's no difference between the doctor or the patient. There's no difference between the movie star and the homeless man. There is no difference between the warden and the criminal. There's no difference between the judge and the defendant. No matter who you are or who you think you are, all of us walk in the same condemnation. Listen at this thief on the cross recognizing his own guilt. He's saying to this other thief, we are getting what we deserve. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, sir. And let, now let, 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 me, let, let me make something else. Let, let me show you something else. The, the, the other point I want to show you is that both of them asked Jesus to save them. Both of them. Verse 39. He says, if you are the Christ, save yourself, then save us. 42, the other said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Both of them, both of them asked, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, one, although he had an excellent opportunity, he was only asking to be saved from his situation. Are y'all hearing me? One of them, all he, all he could think of at the time is get me out of this mess I got myself into. Get, get me down from here. The other asked to be saved from his sinful condition. Are y'all hearing me? One asking Jesus to Get me out of the mess I'm in. Get me down from here. The other asks, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. How, how many times, how many show up Sunday after Sunday content just to talk to the Lord and to try to get him to get them out of another mess they got themselves into? How many show up on Sunday morning and Savior of the world that can turn your whole life around, but you're just satisfied if he'll just get me out of this type that I'm in. You're asking him to get you out of a mess when you could be asking for a change of heart. When you could be asking for eternal life. Yeah, you're asking him to step in and change a situation when you could be saying, Lord, remember me. Note also that the second is genuine in his conviction 
He's genuinely listening to him. He says, saying to himself, I am a sinner. I am wrong. Well, y'all hear me? I'm, a, I'm wrong. I acknowledge. And let me share something with you. Conviction always precedes conversion. You will never be truly converted if you're always the victim, if you're always the one saying, it ain't my fault. So always, you will never be converted. No, this man is saying, look, I'm wrong. You want to be saved, you got to acknowledge that. I'm, I'm wrong. It, yeah, yeah, we used to sing a song in church, it's me. It's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. This thief faces the real issues of life. He admits his sin. He accepts the fact that Christ is the one who has the power to forgive him of his sins. Not only that, he's anticipating that something's about to happen with Jesus. He's anticipating the resurrection of Christ. Listen to what he says. Listen, see if you can hear the faith in this. He didn't say, if you come into the kingdom. Are y'all hearing me? This man here, he, he, he conjured some faith from somewhere. He knew what was about to happen. Listen to him saying to Jesus, not if you come, but when you come. Are y'all hearing me? When you come into your kingdom, remember me. Are you seeing this? He's anticipating that Jesus is going to get up. And because Jesus is going to get up, he's already anticipating the fact that I want to get up with him. Sees Jesus as Lord. He sees Jesus as king. And as I go to my seat, as I close, let me make this statement. There is no good place to go to hell from. Are y'all hearing this? There is, y'all listen to me good at home, wherever you are. Visitors, if you're just tuning in, maybe you tuned in so you could hear this today. There is no good place to go to hell from. And it's not God's will that any should perish. Y'all hear me? He is not willing that any should perish, but here is one who asks. Here is one who is at the cross. Here is one who is right there at the cross with Jesus. Here is one who before he died, before he gave up his life, here is one who had an opportunity to have a conversation with Jesus. How many folk on their sick beds just wish? Are y'all hearing me? How, how, how many how, how many have cried out from that last moment? Uh, yeah, he is one who had an opportunity right in the presence of Jesus. He could have called out. He is one dying, dying within. He's in, yeah, he is, he is within shouting distance of Jesus. Yet in spite of that, in spite of the fact that Jesus was right there, he lost his opportunity. Y'all hear me? In spite of that, he lost an opportunity. He did not take the opportunity, although he was right in yelling distance of Jesus. Somebody sitting there now, 
You're saying, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that somebody would be that close to Jesus and still miss out on salvation. But my whole point this morning, wherever you are at your home, I want to tell you by the aid of the Holy Spirit that you're closer than he was. Yeah, I know you're sitting there in your home, sitting there, but by the aid of the Holy Spirit, yeah, let's don't be too hard on the thief. You are closer right now than he was. As a matter of fact, you need to understand that because of the Holy Spirit, he is ever present with, oh yeah, he's there in your house. He's there in your house right now. He's around all of the time. And all that you need to do is not to be critical of the thief on the cross, but what you need to do right now is to yield your heart wherever you are, whether you're in your living room, wherever you are in your house, you need to yield your heart to him right now. It's a simple right now. He's in here. He's in earshot right now. If you just cry out to him and say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know if thou withdraw thyself from me. If you just call on him right now. Don't miss this opportunity right now. My brothers and sisters, all of you, wherever you are, I want you to know that you are in speaking distance of one who said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Yes, my brothers and sisters, the cross is the center of the Christian focus. The cross is at the center. It's where Jesus suffered, where he bled, and where he died. But let me show, tell you something. The cross is not the most powerful symbol. It's the, it's the center. But it ain't the most powerful symbol. Let me tell you what the most powerful symbol is. The most powerful symbol of the resurrection is what we're celebrating today. The most powerful symbol is the empty tomb. Are y'all hearing me? The empty tomb we just got through singing is there to prove that my Savior lives. Are y'all hearing me? We don't know much about heaven. Nobody's ever been able to come back and tell us. We don't know much about heaven. We don't know who's there. But one thing I can tell you for sure, that's one person that I know is there. Are y'all hearing me? And strangely enough, the person that I know is there, he's not a president. He's not a big business executive. He's not some great preacher pastor of the past. The only person that I know is there is a thief. Y'all hear me? A converted thief. One who, who didn't do much good in life, but at the end of his life, had sense enough to cry out, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And today, just like he did it for him, you, you, maybe you've never done anything right in your life. Maybe you, you're just not known for doing the right thing. And you feel like you have missed your chance. But the beautiful thing about this resurrection morning, wherever you are, is that if you will just change your heart and change your mind and cry out to him right now, 
and just say, Lord, remember me. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Don't let anybody tell you it's too late. You can do it wherever you are right now. Cry out to him. Give your life to him now. Cry out, Lord, save me. And if you can believe on this finished work, if you can believe what he did on Calvary, that he died for you and for me. But then early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. If you can believe that, save you right where you are right now. Now let me tell you this, let me tell you this. We're not in this church house. We're not in this setting. But that does not stop you. Right now, just because you've changed your mind, changed your heart and cried out to him, I can declare today, you're saved. You're saved. What I want you to do, what I want you to do is, as soon as you get an opportunity, you, I want you to show up. I love it if you show up here in Salem Church. be a wonderful place. But even if not here, Find you a church in your neighborhood. Find you a Bible-believing church. Find your way to it and go and tell the pastor what has happened to you today. That today I cried out. Today I've accepted him as Lord and Savior of life. If you're here today, if you're wherever you are, cry out, Lord, Lord, remember me. So on the cross of Calvary, the Lord was crucified. Mobs stood round about him and mocked until he died. But two thieves kneeled beside him to share his agony. But one of them cried out, Amen. May God bless you and may God keep you. It is my prayer that somebody's life has been touched. If you're already saved, my prayer is that you have been encouraged during these times to run on just a little while longer. If you're unsaved, my prayer is that the day you turn it all around, find yourself a wonderful church home again. I thank God for these who continue to show up, who continue to come. I know that there are others who would desire to be here. I know there are others who want to come. But I want to thank you for your obedience, for staying in place right now until we can all come back together again. Let me thank you again for your stewardship. Uh, I want to thank you. You're just being so wonderful to continue to drop by and bring offering, to use all our means to bring your offering. Uh, let me just thank you for being so faithful. and ask that you just continue to be faithful in our stewardship, uh, even during this time. Let me also... share with you that next Sunday is Communion Sunday. And I would, in preparation for Communion, uh, somebody will be in the church office from Tuesday through Thursday from 10 to 2. Uh, we will have our Communion elements. We will have those packaged. And if you'd like to come by, just to pick them up. Many of you are bringing your offering by, so just come by and just pick up uh, the Communion uh, as you come uh, they'll be already packaged and ready or you can just drive through the parking lot and you'll be able to pick them up Monday through Thursday and you'll be ready on next Sunday at, on, for communion 
So please do that. If, if you can't do that, then just use what you have at home. These are symbolic. They're symbolic anyway. So we'll use whatever we have, but we are not going to skip over our communion. So next Sunday is that day, so let's please do that. Again, thank you for your stewardship. Uh, please remain on the air for a moment and get instructions, further instructions. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at sign the Church with Zeal via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048. Or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.